0: Good afternoon, everybody. This is uh, Father David coming at you live from uh, Deacon Bob's office.
1: And I'm Deacon Bob, and uh, putting away all the Christmas stuff. Looking forward to hopefully the coming of spring in the not too far off future.
0: Right, uh, spring. Yeah, it's coming. Although I heard we're going to have snow this weekend.
1: Snow this weekend. It
0: could be. Uh, it could be snowing by the time this this podcast comes. <laughs> it's <out>. over. <laughs> Absolutely. So not so spring, but. Um, yeah the christmas lights are off i know we uh we were taking down the decorations this week and the and the rectory was very sad um, but yeah. what are you gonna do I, I it was i i found it interesting I was talking uh with someone you know and there's so much um ritual that goes on to like putting the ornaments on the tree mm-hmm. like you know it's just done very carefully and joyfully and mm-hmm. and then like coming down it's just like put it in a box <laughs> uh, it's done in like a third of the time mm-hmm. and um yeah it's kind of sad like why is there no real celebration yeah. when...
1: i know we do cookies and the grandkids come over and we put up the tree and the the ornaments taking it down it's just like you're right it's about a third of the time we yeah. just Put it in a box. Try to remember where it's at for next year. Yeah. So
0: well, nah, that's okay. It's fun. It's it'll good. be around. It'll be around soon enough. Yep. Well, we had uh, we had some interesting things as Ohioans the past couple of days. We did. Browns. Did you watch? Did you watch the game?
1: We, we uh, my wife and I stayed up till what was it? Almost midnight. I think it was. Yeah,
0: I was like eleven thirty.
1: Yeah, it was a great game.
0: I was watching the score on uh, online, just on Google. And, you know, it's live, live, live time mm-hmm. scores. And I just saw the number going up and, and up and, and up. And it, was, yeah,
1: it was a great game.
0: Yeah. I mean, I didn't see... I mean, you can't have a better... You can't have a better start, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the first few seconds.
1: I just felt bad for Pittsburgh center. It was like... Yeah. Because you could tell he set the, the tone for the game. Mm-hmm. Didn't mean to, but... <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's...
1: It's like, wow, thank you, God.
0: Seriously. Well, we'll see what happens this weekend. Got Mahomes. He's he's pretty intense. Yeah. With, uh, yeah.
1: And I think my line has always been, if the Browns could win, they would. You know, like right. their desire is always there to win, but they finally got all the right pieces in the row
0: finally made it happen and, mm-hmm. it, and it involved you know, not having a head coach and not even 70s and 17 days of no practicing right <laughs> who knew who knew that was the the formula
1: or the person they called into the thing the game that um baker had introduced himself to because right. he'd never seen this guy before <laughs> and the guy just fit right in yeah so it was pretty incredible
0: yeah well, you know, stranger things have, have happened in Cleveland, I suppose maybe I don't mm-hmm. know it's it's good. it's good. well, it's um it's good're we're, we're starting and we're continuing in this new year, and we were thinking about our last uh, podcast, which was on the the love languages. you know so what were they um, uh, communication and and touch and gift um, uh, uh, giving gift-giving. Gift-giving. We're giving ourselves a little test <laughs> to remember. words of affirmation words of affirmation. Quality time. Quality time.
1: That's got to be all of them. There
0: you go. I think so. I think I was five. Well, oh, people, so. people will count for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we were just thinking about that, and um, you know, what is one of the realities that goes along with um, love and and really being human? Uh, is this the reality of desire? Yeah. So desire is just, it's it's something we all know uh, in in a very real way as human beings. We experience it all the time, whether we realize it or or, or not. Desire, uh, the dictionary definition, is a, a strong feeling or wanting of something, uh, or wishing something to happen, you know, strongly uh, wanting or wishing. So in the sense that there's something we want, whether that be an exterior thing, um, like, I don't know, eating Taco Bell, you know, something delicious, or, you know, going on a vacation
1: mm-hmm.
0: and doing something exterior, or, versus in, or, or it could be something interior too, so we desire um, to be happy, we desire to not feel um, sadness or or pain. So to say that a desire, there's something we want, and it's kind of like feeling the ache uh, in between us and and that thing that we uh, that we want. Is there anything anything you've you've desired you desired greatly recently? Can you remember?
1: Um, I always wanted to be a cowboy. Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> Never quite worked out the way I'd hoped no, but uh, you have, you I wanted to be an astronaut too but
0: astronaut you could have been an astronaut cowboy
1: I could be an, a space cowboy a space cowboy um, but I could just never do the math yeah, so <laughs> I think that kind of kicked me out of the pool right. how about you
0: yeah um i suppose when i was i didn't always desire to be a priest, i suppose that's uh you know that's a thing i i I desired to be uh, nursing school uh, and uh to be a nurse in a in a hospital, you know, there was this desire. I think probably, and this is a desire I think I, I noticed over time that I didn't notice it at the time, but that I desired to help people and to heal and to help restore health in people. I think that's part of my why I was thinking about nursing. Which, you know, the Lord takes our desires. You know, mm-hmm. He doesn't um, He doesn't you know destroy them or ignore them. You know, that my desire was kind of fulfilled in a very real way through the priesthood. That um, in this line of spiritual spiritual work you could say that um yeah i'm with people to see them restored see their relationships with others and and god you know healed and that's been a it's kind of been a been a great great thing to experience in my in my own life uh but to say that you know we have desires i think also we can acknowledge you know the reality of like what do i do with desire what how do i how do i approach it or do i do anything with it should i do anything with, uh, with desire. So how would you say, how would you say we, you know, what do we, what do we do with our desires? I mean, I think we're, we talked a little bit before about how we're going to talk about this along the ages. So like when you're an infant, you deal with your desires in a certain way. When you're mm-hmm. a teenager, you deal with your desires in a certain way. And then when you're uh, a grown-up, an adult, um, you deal with your desires in a certain way. So
1: well, you, what'd you think? Last week we talked about the love languages and the desire is how do I share my love for a person yeah Um, how can I share my love for my kids or for my wife when they speak a different love language than I do so Mm -hmm. part of that is learning their language so that my desire to help them know that I love them Mm -hmm. it's communicated but spending time with three year old grandchildren and four year old grandchildren six year old grandchildren um the four-year-olds, there, and two-year-olds too, their desire for something is an immediate stimulus, stimulus and response. They yeah. want this, they don't get it, meltdown.
0: Mm-hmm. I want my toy.
1: Uh huh. So then we try <laughs> I mean, to say, you know, like use your words, tell me what you want. So mm-hmm. we we're trying to help form the response to those desires. That these are socially acceptable desires. Mm-hmm. Not so much this.
0: Yeah, you can't go to the bathroom wherever you want. Yeah, that's not that's. <laughs> generally not a good thing um
1: and then i think as teenagers you know if everybody reflects back to right near death experience as a teenager or like <laughs> near whatever no i didn't have any of those um you know the teenagers want like even middle school kids they want something and there's no thought involved mm-hmm. they, they see the ball go and they just chase it um or they want to do this even though mom and dad says not to do it and they sneak out of the house and mm-hmm. do it anyways
0: yeah Like a bigger little kid. Like a bigger little kid. (laughs) Except your desires are even stronger, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, In in some ways, you can uh, experience them uh, in a very real way.
1: And so it's either mom or dad that ground them, or -hmm. they get arrested for shoplifting. There's some kind of corrective, this is my desire, like the two-year-old. But it's not an appropriate way to achieve that desire. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, authority kind of becomes... um, Kind of big within you know teenagers, which is and as Mm -hmm. teenagers we, you know resist kind of uh, we don't like authority because it seems like it's kind of just impinging on upon us and telling us what to do and 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 different things yeah.
1: And I think as kids try to rebel, the rules they find the rules restrictive. Mm -hmm. But once they figure out if they live by the rules, then they're free to do a whole lot more. Yeah, you know it's it's when they keep bucking the system that the rules get tighter and tighter and tighter mm-hmm. until they end up in the dh or someplace yeah um,
0: <laughs> yeah i mean if you if, i mean mom and dad might have, cur- have curfew right mm-hmm. i mean there, and there are reasons for mm-hmm. that and you know, safety and um and and making good decisions usually after a certain hour you know there's not a great amount of uh, great decisions made i mean so i think the the parents want to protect you know the their kids from just kind of giving into any desire uh, that they have but if you you know keep coming back past curfew or whenever you know when the for me it was when the street lights came on. Yeah. Well, I mean that was when or I was younger. Or the porch light. <laughs> yeah, with the porch lights on, you got you need to be home. But yeah, and I,
1: th- I think as we grow up, newlyweds experience what's the, this tension between what's my desire and what's mm. helpful for the person I love. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a, a real growing in that that newlywed stage of how do I balance my desires and my needs with your desires and your needs. Right. Um, Which then I think as parents, I love when we brought our baby um, Katie home, when she was like brand spanking new, brought her home from the hospital, and my mother-in-law helped a lot. But when she went home, and mother-in-law went home, it's like, well, there's no book that came with this baby. Yeah. Like, how do we, how do we help her? So our desires, like to sleep all night, kind of got tossed out the window. When yeah. We love this little person. Your desire then is to how do I help this little person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my desire to sleep all night, or my desire to be gone the next day, is formed by what's the needs of the people around me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah it's not so much a fear like the teenager of being arrested. It's, it's, I sacrifice my desire, surrender my desire because I love this person. For sure. So,
0: yeah, I think uh, it was good to just go back a little bit. I think uh, it was good what you said about, you know, just like the newly married couple. You know, it's one of the things I've been starting to do as a priest is helping couples to prepare for marriage. And um, I think one of the important shifts is when, you know, it's not just I, but it's us, mm-hmm. you know, and there, there's, there's something of uh, a mutual journey and mission And this. You're not just living quite for yourself, but you know that there's, there's another you're, you're living for, which in truth, you know, requires sacrifice. But at the end of the day, you, because of sacrifice, you get to experience even greater joy, mm-hmm. you know, even greater, your, uh, greater fulfillment of, of, of desire than you would just kind of on your own.
1: I was talking with a young couple that was going to get married. And I said, like, why to the young guy? I said, why do you want to marry her? You know, like he said, well, I've come to love her. But when I make a decision, it's usually just about me. Mm -hmm. Now when I make a decision, I think about us. And -hmm. I thought that was really profound that he went from just thinking about himself to how is this in partnership with the person I love, Mm -hmm. which I thought was just really profound.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so so say, so. What do we what do we do with our desires? So kind of through this, you know, talking about these different stages. When you're an infant or a young kid, when you're a teenager, when you're you're an adult, you know, there should be uh, a certain uh, growth in our relationship with our desires, that we're not just kind of acting on everything that we that we feel, but there's that there's something guiding how we should deal with our desires. Namely, really, I think really, what is what is good. Mm-hmm. What, is, what is truly good for us. And then, you know, our relationship with, with God and others. So our desires are good, but they should have perspective. Mm-hmm. And that perspective um, helps us to really enjoy our desires. And we were talking, too, you know, you know like wh- what are some of the desires of, uh, of, of parents? I mean, love and affection, sleep and, and privacy, you know, having time for yourself, um, time for a prayer, you know, a relationship with, with God. And then certainly all the desires around kids, keeping kids safe, helping them to live a a fruitful life, helping them to succeed, you know, and especially in education and sports, which is, um, which is a good thing. And, you know, especially with, 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 with sports, like there's a really good desire there. And, and what is it really not for them just to play sports, but really to, to learn and to grow and to have experiences, to be in a relationship with other people and and to have fun and we know there can be kind of different approaches like okay we have this desire how should we how should we engage that you know in sports you know is it you know, we do uh, do all of the endless kind of travel teams where we, we we seek to satisfy this desire you know for them to have fun and grow and learn mm-hmm. by kind of doing every sport possible or kind of the opposite approach where like well we're just gonna leave them to do other things and not really do sports so there's kind of like two extremes, but maybe one be in the center being like, well, we can do like a sport or two a year, you know, and really focus in, focus on it and really do it well. But there's maybe even more gotten from it. Uh, I mean, does that make sense?
1: It does. I think one of the hardest things with families is how do you find balance? Yeah. Especially if you have more than one child, you mm-hmm. know, like if everybody wants to be in the travel team, um, you've got three different things going on. So how do, and then as a parent, how do you find any time for yourself? Mm -hmm. And that might be something for Lent that people might want to think about is how do I get at least 15 minutes by myself? Yeah. You know, either to walk and pray or just to walk Mm -hmm. or to pray. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But but where do you go for 15 minutes by yourself? Mm -hmm. Which is really hard because there's always somebody that needs you for something.
0: Yeah. And, that, and to say that, like, that desire isn't necessarily selfish. So we, we talk about, you know, our desires should be in perspective. They should be in relationship with, uh, relationship with others, you know, what others need um, legitimately from us, um, what we're able to give. It's good to, you know, have um, desires ourselves and to be, you know, that's a good thing, mm-hmm. you know, to have space because you, you need that because then you can give yourself better you know, to the people that you have to give yourself to.
1: I never did very well in Latin. No. But there's this Latin phrase in English, because I can't remember. Veni, vidi, vici. <laughs> <laughs> I came, I saw, I conquered. No, it's um, you can't give what you don't have.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know, when you're on the airplane and they do the safety. walkthrough sure. Walk through. And they say if the little yellow mask comes down, put it on yourself before you put it on anybody else, mm-hmm. like your kids. And most people want to make sure it's on their kid, but then they would pass out, and they wouldn't be any help to anybody. So I think, especially with some of the quiet time for adults, that if we don't recharge and we don't get that desire for alone time or a prayer time, we're not going to be much help to anybody else. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's good. Okay, so yeah, there's so there's there's a the reality of desire and and growing uh, in desire. You know, part of growing in maturity is. That we live our desires not just merely for ourselves, kind of responding to everything we want to do, but keeping things in light of what we should do. So that's kind of like the the practical end of desire, and kind of the virtuous relationship we have to, with the desire. But you know, desire also has a bit of a, a religious or a, a spiritual kind of dimension.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, Deacon about you shared a quote from Saint Augustine. What, what was that? What was that quote we were talking about?
1: I love this quote. I think it really sums up. How we deal with desires that Augustine said, "Our hearts are restless until they rest in you." And there was a Christian song a while back that talked about the God-shaped hole in our heart, yeah. that we try to fulfill that desire with other things, but the only thing that satisfies the desire that we have is really to be with God. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah yeah, it's a pretty, it's pretty beautiful quote, you know you know St Augustine's probably one of the more known saints in the church. Um, didn't always live in a relationship with God um, and when he when he didn't rel- live in a relationship with God you know, didn't uh, didn't really find that ha- he was always searching for happiness but it was eventually you know that it, when he found God and, and, and invited him into his life that he knew more joy uh, than he did just kind of living for himself so pretty famous pretty famous saint which uh, which reminds me also of a, a quote from you know the Catechism. Yeah, it can be kind of it can be kind of heavy sometimes, but uh, but it's really good to be able to break apart and hopefully we can do that you know in different ways uh, mm-hmm. through this podcast. Um, but uh, Catechism, uh, Patrick Craft twenty seven says, you know the, the desire for God is written into every human heart uh, because man is created by God and for God, and God never ceases to draw man to Himself. Only in God will he find the truth and happiness that he never stops searching for. I think if sometimes in life we take some time to really really do reflect on, like, what do I desire? What do I want in life? Um, we can see that we pursue a lot of things, but ultimately those things are pointing to God in some way. You know, that we want to experience the fulfillment of our desires, not just each desire itself, but that ultimately uh, we re- we're meant for Well, I I suppose just heaven, you know, which is the fulfillment of our desires. So trusting that, you know, no matter what we're going through in life, that um, God is with us uh, in in all those places uh, and wants us to turn towards him more, more, um, more intentionally so that he can, you know, fulfill our desires uh, in life. Mm -hmm. And that happens in a variety of ways. Maybe we can talk about that, you know, on a a later podcast.
1: Yeah. And I think going back to the Browns example, Mm -hmm. you know, they always wanted to win. They just didn't have the right tools to do that or the right coaches to do that. So in our lives, how do we get the right coaches or the right tools to help us reach that desire to be with God Mm -hmm. or to love our neighbor better?
0: Yeah, yeah, nice. All right, our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. May that be a prayer uh, of our hearts today. So we'll close it out with Augustine. But for, before we go, uh, as we do, we'll say uh, say a little prayer. the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this day, this time uh, to be together, um, to share and, and to um, reflect on desire, you know, this great um, reality we have as human beings, in which we can experience the fullness of, of life, uh, but also come to experience you. We ask you to always direct our desires, uh, to keep them in line, uh, with those in our lives who need us and and you uh, who truly love us. We ask this all in your name. Amen. Amen. The Father, the Son, mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Another week down. It's good uh, good to hear from everybody out in uh, listener land. Hope everything's mm-hmm. going well. And the kids are come back at school. Mm-hmm. So it's great to hear their voices. So we'll, uh, we'll catch you around soon. And uh, hope you have a blessed day.
1: All right. Thanks. God bless.